0: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. There's all kinds of technology in the world to make other technology more inclusive and accessible. When you think about things like your smartphone, what are some of the pitfalls you run into? Touchscreens can be super annoying and an awkward interface. And sometimes you just miss the physical keyboard. So let's learn about the Hable One with one of its co-founders. Frick van Velsenis, who joins us from the Netherlands. Hey, Frick, thank you for making time for us this morning. We're grateful. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell me about the Hable 1. What was it designed to solve? What was the issues it aimed to resolve? Yeah, so the Hebel one is really there to make it easy
1: to use your smartphone if you have a visual impairment. Um, So we really focus on using physical keys uh, to be able to use the phone. So instead of having to use those gestures and those weird swiping movements, you can access the entire phone with just eight physical
0: buttons. Tell me a bit about the device. How big is it? What does it look like? Can you describe it a little bit for me? Yeah, so it's around the size of an iphone
1: actually i have it in my hands um and it's around the same size and i put my hands around it so i hold it in like a horizontal mode and my fingers would actually automatically fall on the buttons so i have one side with eight buttons there are six buttons that represent the braille grid, and then two more navigation or function keys. Uh, And that allows me together to control the entire phone. It's black uh, with white uh, buttons, kind of has this modern futuristic feel, and it really looks a little bit like a remote controller for the phone.
0: It's a really great idea. I know people do miss a lot of the physical features on their typical cell phone. How'd the idea come about? Why'd you come up with it? How it How did it happen?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm not alone in Hebel right now with 12 people, but my co-founder, Ayushman, he originally came up with the idea. Uh, He was living together with his grandfather uh, who lost his vision at the age of 40, and he could no longer use his phone at all. And that's really where the first idea came from. Hey, can we make a device that uses physical keys to make someone able to operate the phone without having to use a touchscreen? over time, we've, I think, tested with over a thousand people, a hundred prototypes, and finally came to a design that really was super simple and intuitive. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's where we are right now, and that's what we created.
0: You, you mentioned all those consultations. How valuable was that for you guys through the development process?
1: It, it was crucial. So uh, when we started off, we kind of sat within our own four walls, uh, as I like to say. We thought we had the best idea ourselves, we would work on a product, but very soon we realized that you have to go out there and you have to get as much feedback as you can. And at the start, it can be a little bit painful. We learned that the things we were doing uh, were not helping at all, were not useful at all. So the more we got out, the more we actually interacted with people that would eventually use it, the better the products became. And we still use it philosophy. So actually still whenever you have a Hable, you get software updates every three to four months that are quite substantial. So that really add a lot of new features. And those are decided by our users. We really, uh, based on the activity that we see in our community groups, based on the request, that's what we build on the device. So it's a philosophy that took some time to get into the company, but now it really is the, the staple of what we're doing. How long did it take to develop the product? Uh, I think it was around two and a half years. So it was released, uh, or it was put on the market September last year, but that was just in Netherlands and the UK. Uh, and by now, we're already in 10 markets around the world because it, it, it has been yeah so good. The feedback is people are so enthusiastic. The feedback is really good. So we decided, hey, let's make it available to more
0: people uh, as soon as we can. How did you go about getting it to more markets like that? How were you building relationships to do that? Yeah. So for us, what was really
1: crucial was, again, that approach with users. So we would actually reach out to people in community groups that are already established and saying, hey, we have this new product. We would love to get your feedback. And we would just send products, uh, demo products uh, in a market. And we'd ask people, hey, what do you think? And where would you get it? And then they would actually start promoting the product themselves because they were so happy using it. So it's really a... Yeah, really custom, customer centric, really user centric kind of approach that we used. And that's something we're still doing. It's really being
0: promoted by our users to our users. How are you and your colleagues feeling about that growth that you've experienced in the last year?
1: Yeah, it's it's really great. I mean, we're still a very young team. Uh, I'm only 25 years old, my co-founder's 28. So we have a team of people all in their 20s. And that's super exciting because they're really fast in adopting to new roles and kind of changing the way we work. And that's something that we need because we're, we're learning so much like every week, week in, week out that we have to keep changing. And I think that's also the fun. Uh, if I look at our product team, like how fast enough to do updates and really major updates in the software and how well they're doing, I think it's just fantastic. and really proud of that.
0: You mentioned that there's a lot of young people that you're working with, a lot of enthusiasm trying to address these issues. I'm curious what the landscape is like. Do you find yourself collaborating with other people and meeting other developers and other designers and getting a sense of what the accessibility technology landscape looks like with maybe a, a new generation of developers like yourself on the forefront yeah actually i think it's
1: a really really exciting domain uh, so to say because there's a lot of people that are everyone's really willing to collaborate so whenever we reach out to other companies or uh, maybe uh, companies that might be a competitor to us they're all very open in working together collaborating sharing their knowledge And I think that's super exciting. And then from our end, we have a lot of people that have a technical background, so they can really combine what they see as the newest technology, and really put it into our market and say, hey, how can it be useful for people with a visual impairment? How can we use this to make uh, technology a bit more equal so everyone can use it? And I think that's combination of working with people in this domain that are super open to work together, and it's kind of technical
0: background that we have, it, it, that works perfectly together, and it really helps us yeah, scale so fast. Frick, it's a really good idea that you and your colleagues came up with, and I'm really glad to see that it's growing and that people are finding a great use case for it. Where should they go learn more about the Able One Keyboard? Yeah, the best way right now to learn more about the keyboard is just on our website, which is
1: at imhable.com. There you find all the information, videos about how it works, a lot of testimonials of our current users, and also where you can uh, buy or test the product if you want to. So all the information is on our website, imhable.com.
0: Frick, we're so grateful for your time today. Please, please stay in touch. And as you guys uh, put out new products or new ideas, bring them to the show, and we'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much, Dave. It was really great to be here. That's Frick van Velsenis, the co-founder of Hable One, joining us from the Netherlands. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada watch The Pulse on YouTube, or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.